thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. When it comes to end times events, many are quick to respond to the warnings of others rather negatively. From accusing them of being an alarmist or otherwise, it's often those who are genuinely concerned for people who receive the most disdain. In today's message, Pastor J.D. will encourage you to be diligent as a watchman on the wall and to warn others about the signs of the times. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on June 23rd, 2019. The Dow drone took place on Thursday, but two days prior, on Tuesday, Al-Arabiya published a report quoting Secretary of State Mike Pompeo as saying that the United States must have the capability to respond to any Iranian attack on U.S. interests. This is two days prior to the downing of the drone. This is after the tankers. This came one day after the U.S. said it was sending another 1,000 troops to the region in response to what it called hostile behavior by Tehran. As you might imagine, Russia is not sitting idly by with the back and forth between Iran and the U.S. According to the Times of Israel live blog, Russia is warning the U.S. against bolstering its troop presence in the Middle East, accusing Washington, get this, of trying to spark a war against Iran. Okay. So they, they attack the, the tankers, they shoot down our dr- drone, and we're the ones that are trying to start a war? The Russian deputy foreign minister also condemned the U.S. for what he calls the use of the language of direct threats against Iran. Another report broke on Thursday, quoting Russian President Vladimir Putin, who is not remaining silent himself, who, quote, warned the U.S. not to take military action against Iran. And if this weren't bad enough, Putin blames Washington for both events and said it would be, this is Putin, quote, a catastrophe for the region as a minimum, triggering an escalation with, this is interesting, unpredictable results. Breaking Israel News published this interesting article in which they asked the question everyone is asking, which is, is war on the way? In it, 
they quote Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, who warned that Saudi Arabia will not hesitate to deal with any threat. Remember, this is all about the oil. And are we surprised? Over 2,500 years ago, the prophet Ezekiel said that this is exactly what would happen that Russia and Iran and Turkey and other nations would all be allied together in preparation for this invasion of Israel for the purpose of taking a spoil, oil, natural gas, which they found untold amounts of off the coast of Haifa. That's what this is about. They don't attack Israel to wipe her off the map so that the name of Israel is remembered no more. The purpose of this attack prophesied in Ezekiel 38 is not to destroy Israel, is to take from Israel what Israel has. Israel's very prosperous. And you know who protests this invasion? Saudi Arabia. Verse 13, Ezekiel 38. Have you come to take a spoil? To take booty? Have you come to take the oil and the natural gas that's there, and the technology, and the, oh, and by the way, I have a couple more by the ways, by the way, so just by the way, (laughs) the gold, you know how, don't tell anybody, (laughs) you know how much gold is in Israel that they have discovered, and particularly on the northern border there in the Golan, the border with Syria, which brings another prophecy into play, Isaiah 17, the destruction of Damascus. And that's when, as we speak, Russia, Iran, Turkey, and these other nations that are allied together are at the ready in Syria as we speak, waiting for the green light. And once they have the green light, they go. One of the main reasons that I believe these warnings should be taken very seriously is that we're one phone call away. We're one mouse click away, if you prefer the computer metaphor, from the unthinkable. Let me say it this way. We are one stroke of the pen away from these prophecies being fulfilled. That's how close we are. Again, I'm not trying to be sensational. I'm not trying to be provocative. You heard about this, right? President Trump was 10 minutes away from clicking that mouse, making that call with the stroke of that pen. 10 minutes away from launching an attack on Iran. And it stunned the world. Arut Sheva reported that as late as 7 p.m. Thursday, military and diplomatic officials were expecting a strike after intense discussions and debate at the White House. It was an emergency session. According to a senior administration official, the operation was underway in its early stages when it was suddenly called off. However, it was not clear whether Trump simply changed his mind on the strikes or 
whether the administration altered course because of logistics or strategy. Nobody really knows. We can only speculate at best. What's my point? My point is, we came close. We came close. You know, the game has changed. I hope you realize that. Just in the last couple of years. It's a very different world right now. Uh, one strike, that's all it's going to take. You'll forgive me for saying it this way, but when, not if, that happens, and I say when because the Bible says it will happen. It's not if, it's when, it, and how soon. When this happens, all hell will break loose. We talked about this last week. Sudden destruction comes down upon them, and they will not escape. Okay. I am keenly aware that doing an update like this could be met with accusations of being an alarmist. But the truth of the matter is, the onus is on me to warn you. Not only do I have to warn you, I want to warn you. And I'll explain why. I would much rather warn you and have you be ready and have nothing happen, than not warn you, have you not be ready, only to have something happen. It is incumbent upon me as a watchman on the wall to do so, because one day I'm going to give an account for what I did on Sunday mornings as the pastor of this amazing church, as is my privilege to be. This is why James, again, very bluntly, true to form, says, you know, it's a, it's a noble thing to want to be a teacher, but be really careful because teachers are going to be judged by a much stricter standard. We're dealing with eternity here. So not many of you should presume to be or want to be teachers without really counting the cost, because you're going to be held to a higher account. As a teacher of God's Word, I have the potential to have your blood on my hands. I think about what the Apostle Paul said in the book of Acts, it's recorded. He said, I am free and clear of the blood of any of you. I have none of your blood on my hands. Why? Because I taught you the whole counsel of God. I taught you the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help me God. I cannot stand up here and get away with sugarcoating, kind of, you know, softening the edge, taking the bite out of it, watering it down so it's a little bit more user friendly. I would much rather offend someone into heaven than flatter them into hell. I have to, because I'm going to give an account to God one day. Listen to what Ezekiel chapter 33 verses 7 through 9 says. This is, you want to know what makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck, what little is left back there, and it's not much anymore, or what keeps me up at night? It's this right here. Listen to this. 
So you, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore you shall hear a word from my mouth and warn them for me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. Pretty self-serving right now, isn't it? <laughs> this is, uh, warning, 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 warning. There, you've been warned. Now it's on you. That's not very loving, is it? <laughs> you know, when Jesus said to speak the truth in love, I think that has a double meaning, and I'll explain what I mean by that. It's not just speak the truth in a loving way. It's like this. If you really love somebody, you're going to speak the truth to them. If you don't care, it's like, whatever, man. The reason I'm going to speak truth is because I love you, and I have to warn you, danger ahead. This is what's coming. We came really close. I was in Waikiki recently, walking. I went to the Apple store. I like that Apple store. I don't know why. I just do. I like the Alamoana one too. Okay, I like, I like all the Apple stores. Anyway, I'm in Waikiki and I'm walking. I'm like a tourist in my own, on my own island, right? And I'm walking and people are just, I mean, I, I thought, and again, I know this is, they have clinical terms for this condition, because this is how my mind works. I'm looking at these people and I'm thinking, man, do they know? I mean, I just, I wanted to, you know, just scream on Kalakaua. I know they do that on Saturday nights, but I just wanted to scream, Jesus is coming. But then I, I thought if I did that, I would end up institutionalized and they would come and get me and take me away. They have no idea what's coming. I want to warn them. I think maybe in some ways this is why I stand up here again, as is my privilege to do every week. And I just, I yell at you and I spit on everybody in the front room. Mail on free baptism today for you. Brave soul. <laughs> really it's a warning. Because I would much rather warn you and have you be ready and have nothing happen than not warn you, only to have something happen. Here's the bottom line. For believers, this is a warning that the Lord's return is at the door. It's imminent. The Lord's return can come at any time, perhaps today. For those who are not believers, the warning is, the time is at hand, and today is the day of salvation. This is why we do these prophecy updates, and this is why we share the gospel of Jesus Christ that Paul, writing to the Corinthians in his first epistle, chapter 15, says, this is the gospel 
that Jesus Christ came, that He was crucified, that He was buried, and that He rose again on the third day, and He's coming back again one day. That's the good news. That's what the word gospel means. And this is also why we always end with the ABCs of salvation, which is a childlike, not childish, childlike explanation of salvation, how to be saved. It's ABC simple. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned, that you need the Savior. This is what it means to repent. The word repent means about face, a 180. You turn from your sin, acknowledging your sin, and you turn to the Savior for the forgiveness of sin. Romans 3.10 says, There is no one righteous, not even one, save one, Jesus the Christ. Romans 3.23 sums it up pretty much. All, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 is interesting because to me it sort of packages the bad news first with the good news. And the bad news is really bad news, by the way. The bad news is, is that we've all been sentenced to death. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. So there's this death penalty because of our sin, because all have sinned. And Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death, the death penalty. That's the bad news. Here's the good news. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. How does that work? Oh, All have sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. All have the death penalty because of that sin. In walks the Savior of the world, the God-man, the Christ, Jesus Himself, into the courtroom of eternity and says, this man, this woman's been sentenced to death. I will go to their death in their stead. And the judge looks at you and says, hey, pal, (laughs) good news. Your debt has been paid. You are free to go. That is good news. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. That's the A. Here's the B. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God raised Him from the dead. Very important because Jesus had to go to His death and defeat death in our stead. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And then the C. The C is for call upon the name of the Lord. Or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, confess with your mouth. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Here's the thing, and we're almost done, and I appreciate your patience. Every knee is going to bow. 
and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord one day. More better do it today. Because on that great and final day, when every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, it will be judgment day. The great white throne judgment, which no believer will be at. We are at the Bema seat of Christ, the judgment seat of Christ. Picture it like the Olympics, where they have the panel of judges. We're judged according to what we've done, but it's a reward, a crown that doesn't perish. That is the future for the believer, for those who have confessed with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. My favorite verse is Romans 10, 13. I know I say that about all all the verses, but in particular this verse, because it just seals the deal. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Not might, not could, not should, will be all, all. Are you an all? You know what all means, right? Deeply profound, I know. All. I'm an all. (laughs) On a cold January night in 1982, I was an all who called upon the name of the Lord, and that is when I was saved. If you've never called upon the name of the Lord, I implore you today, why would you want to put off the most important decision you will ever make in your life for eternal life? You might be watching online somewhere. It's not an accident that you're watching this video. God has brought you to this video for such a time as this. Today is the day of salvation. Please stand and we'll pray. And thank you for your patience. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, thank you for Bible prophecy. Thank you for telling us in your word what's going to happen before it happens, so that when we begin to see it happen, that non-believers would believe And believers would look up and lift up their heads because our redemption draws nigh. Lord, I pray that we would be numbered amongst those of whom it can be said, they heeded the warning. They heeded the warning, the sounding of the alarm. Jesus is coming. And Lord, lastly, I pray for anyone that might be in this church service today or watching online that has never called upon you, believing in you, trusting in you for the forgiveness of sins, acknowledging their sin before you. Lord, I pray that today they would surrender and that today would be the day of their salvation, in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. 
When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in His love.